Welcome to the Select Star Podcast, your resource for innovative technology, developer topics, and more. Here's your host, Margo McCabe from the HarperDB team. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Select Star Podcast, and thanks for tuning in. Today, we are speaking with Iris Klasson. I'm not sure how to say your last name, but thank you so much, Iris, for joining us today. Thank you. I usually say it's like class one without the E at the end, and it's also not class one, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's helpful. That's good to know. <laughs> and um, where are you calling in from today? Sweden. Uh, usually I say Gothenburg because people know where that is in Sweden, or at least some people know, but we actually we bought a house uh, outside of <laughs> Gothenburg. It's like 40 minutes by car. Uh, yeah, not in the middle of nowhere, but it's by the seaside, it's beautiful, but it's also very empty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That sounds beautiful. Uh, yeah, I've, um, Sweden has been on my list. I've never visited and I really want to. So I've heard amazing things. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I love Sweden. Uh, I am, however, from Norway. And okay. I, I always tell people you have to go to the mountains. You have to go hiking in Norway. It's just it's a one-of-a-kind experience. It's just gorgeous up there. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I've heard. <laughs> We've got some mountains here. I'm, I'm in Colorado, so we do have some oh, mountains yeah. nearby, but it's <laughs> very different though. So I would love to see that. Um, so yeah, I would love before we jump into some of our topics for today, just kind of a general overview on, on who you are and and your background, I know you're a developer and a Microsoft M MVP. Um, looks like you, you know, you do some content creating. I think that I originally had found you because of Twitter, um, but would love just kind of background on on who you are and your journey in tech. Oh, where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I've had I've had quite the journey, and I think it's sort of how uh, my name got thrown around a little bit, uh, just a couple of years ago. Uh, I'm actually uh, a personal trainer uh, and uh, clinical dietitian. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but see, uh, uh, working out and, and uh, studying nutrition uh, was way more fun than actually working with it. It's completely different. It's a bit unfortunate. Like when you go to university, you don't get to try things out. You just study, 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 study for many years. And you usually have a little bit of depth at the end, even in Sweden. Uh, and then afterwards, you go like, oh, surprise, it's not at all what I thought it would be. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I just, uh, it didn't, hmm, how can I say, like, I have tremendous respect for healthcare workers. Uh, and I guess that was a problem for me. Uh, I found it really hard to just sort of give and give and give and not, not bring work with me home. Uh, I worked with the geriatric pa patients and end-of-life care and also oncology, so pretty heavy stuff, and I could not turn it off. Like, when I got home, like, these people were with me always. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, it was, it was very draining. And also just, it was more of a personal interest nutrition. So I decided I wanted to try something new, and I had no idea what to do. For me, as a person with ADHD, everything is interesting. Like, right. <laughs> you can tell me, like, desert in the sand. I don't know. I, I'd do anything just to give it a go. So my at-the-time boyfriend uh, suggested, like, well, you, you like problem-solving, and maybe you should look into programming. And I had no idea what it was. Like, it was something nerdy, something with computers. 
but yeah, I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> I asked around my friends, uh, asked my friends, and they're like, yeah, yeah, you're good with problem solving, and you like math. You're not good at it, but you like it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, give it a go. And I did. So I didn't want to go back to university. Uh, I just I had enough. <laughs> I had enough of just sitting there and learning. And I wanted to try more hands-on. So I did something that I believe it translates to English as vocational training, where you uh, you go to school, but like two thirds or one third of school is actually real life experience. So you will go to a company, uh, and yeah, basically just try to code <laughs> in the beginning you try to code and as time passes you succeed a little bit more and a little bit more and at the at the end of the education you are a programmer and probably oh, yeah. will be one as well and that worked out great for me i first week in school i was really really struggling uh ready to quit um but my teacher convinced me to continue and uh, yeah give it a proper go and I did. And by the second week, when I believe we did our first application, I just, it was a simple, like, hello world or something like that. And I think I wrote, uh, enter your name and I will tell you your dream job. And that, <laughs> obviously, it was a static return. So everybody's dream job would be a programmer. <laughs> so I answered my name and said, Iris Classic, you will be a great programmer. And I was like, oh, wow. And it just occurred to me like, wow, I can create things. I can create anything. Like, well, anything that a, a program can do, but that's a lot, that's a lot, a lot, a lot. And just, I guess the, the sense of power, yeah. <laughs> that, that's what grabbed me. And since then, I've never looked back. I absolutely love what I do. And I just, yeah, it's, it's so much fun. <laughs> That's awesome. I, yeah, that's, that's I mean, how I ended up programming. It's a bit yeah. of a journey, but I'm not the only one. There are <laughs> another dietitian who turned programmer. <laughs> I think it's very common. A lot of people I talk to have what they would consider a non-traditional path into how they became a developer. So I don't think that there's any right or wrong way to begin or to first get into it. But I do think that obviously the fact that you're so passionate about it and are enjoying it so much is probably really helping with your success and, and your journey. Cause I, you know, some people get burnt out and, and want to switch and move around, but the fact that you're really loving it this much is probably why you're so good at it. So I think that's a really good sign. <laughs> yeah, but I'm telling you, like when I started learning programming, I was 27 and that's like dinosaur age. <laughs> I it was in, in my class, people were like, are you insane? Are you going to try to learn programming at 27? Like there are kids who are doing this now, you know, <laughs> they, they start and like, I don't know, they again give birth to kids and out comes the keyboard, you know, <laughs> one with blue switches, you know, the, the only ones that are good. So I, I felt really old. Uh, but now now we, there are there are a lot of people who start even later. But for me at least I had this mindset that programmers, they were good guys, uh, super nerdy, like you know, the, the typical stereotypes of stuck in my head. Um, because that's how we've pre portrayed programmers for for decades. Now this okay. is changing, and it has been changing for at least a decade, and I'm I'm loving it. But when I when I was getting started, uh, it was it was a bit frustrating to feel old when 27 is nothing. <laughs> I'm realizing it now. Like that's <laughs> you're just a baby. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and so what um I mean what did that lead to have you 
did you find sort of a specific area that you wanted to focus on, you know, in front end or back end or what has your journey been since that program completed? I almost sold my soul and became a SharePoint developer. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to all the SharePoint developers out there. Um, (laughs) At least you get filthy rich. Um, (laughs) Instead, instead of doing that, which would have been a sane option, uh, I chose all the wrong things. (laughs) That's also how how I became sort of a name in the community because when I started learning programming, I there's so much to learn. You don't know where to get started, and you get this like overwhelming feeling that you will never be good because there's so much to learn and there's new stuff all the time. Uh, so I decided on focusing on something small, uh, and uh, that was uh, Windows Phone. <laughs> oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm just wondering how many people listening were like, "Oh yeah, Windows Phone." I remember. Not yeah. <laughs> Uh, I abs- I love the square tiles. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I went to a user meetup and it just happened to be a Windows Phone meetup. And somebody helped me sort of set up my environment and I made my first application, which of course was a fitness application to calculate your one rep max uh, using an algorithm and basically letting you to adjust uh, your progressive overload by changing either the number of repetitions uh, and sets uh, or the weight, uh, which can be a little bit challenging when you're switching, because then you can't just like increment the weight, because if you do do, uh, more repetitions, you have to lower your weight, but you still want to have a progressive increase every time you work out that specific muscle group. So I made that application and uh, sort of that just, I wanted to learn more. And Windows Phone was, it was a very small community, but it was a very tight community. Everybody knew everybody in the community. I mean, just five of us. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we were more than five developers, but those of us like were into it. We were so passionate about it. Like, yeah. It was Windows Phone for life. Like <laughs> that lower back tattoo with the Nokia <laughs> square tiles. I didn't, but nearly. You were <laughs> close. Windows Phone. And then, that got me into, uh, it was called Metro Apps at the time. Uh, Microsoft is awesome at a lot of things, but naming things and being consistent in naming right. is not one of them. That's true. So Metro Apps turned into Windows Store Apps and then Universal Windows Platform Applications. Okay. Um, so I got into all, all of that. And when I did, like the few companies who had these applications, they were struggling to find developers. So I was like, hello, here I am. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's what I started with. Okay. And funny enough, like I, I went the full journey. I did uh, always backend though. I've never been a front-end type of person, always backend. And um, uh, I ended up working for a company called Telerate. They're a very big, uh, uh, very well-known uh, uh, component uh, company. They make uh, UI components for Windows Phone, for example, when okay. it existed back in the days, but also uh, Windows Forms and uh, other platforms. So I worked for them. And then afterwards, I ended up doing even uh, web development, uh, ASP.NET Core and so on. And like it's almost like I've done a full circle because now I am back to uh, app, uh, mobile app development, still oh, back then. Yeah, I'm uh, working at uh, Plaid, which is a smart uh, lighting uh, solution uh, company. 
uh, and uh, we write our application with the Samarin forms, which means okay. that we will have to rewrite everything uh, to Maui uh, before May next year. Yeah. <laughs> okay, interesting. Well, it sounds like it's a good thing that you started off with a little bit more of a niche or unique focus, because yeah. then, as you said, it's... Um, you know, if you find the right opportunity, then it's much more needed um, and less saturated, less competition. And, exactly. uh, and if it, you know, if you're interested in it and you love it, then you can find a way to make it successful. So I think that's, that's really interesting. Um, and yeah, the, the company you're at now, I was kind of looking at it. I, you know, that's just something that we're seeing more and more of in like every single industry in every area is how to turn anything into some sort of smart gadget or some sort of IOT or whatever it might be. So I think that's probably a good area to be in. Yeah, just I've, I've worked here, uh, I've played for five months, soon six months. And it's, yeah, it's, I, it's my dream job. I'm so excited. Uh, just uh, one interesting aspect about play this. So we, this is not a commercial. I just, I, I don't see a lot of this. Uh, everything is produced in Sweden. So like, the, um, we make this little, I don't know what they're called in English, uh, we call them in Swedish, like the stuff you install in the wall to control the lighting where you have your switches. We, we have that and we have like motion sensors. Um, now we even have uh, lights, like smart lights. So okay. you can install like 50 smart uh, LED lights. Uh, but when you install them, you don't install them one by one, you install them as a group and then you regroup them like these two uh, are on this schedule, these two are dimming to warm, these two are like bright white blue. Uh, yeah, not RGB, but yeah. <laughs> That's so, cool. <laughs> everything, everything we produce is in the same building and my team is like in the middle of the building, it's a very old building, and it's it takes me ten minutes from outside the building to get to my desk, and I'm a fast walker. It's like oh my gosh, <laughs> really hard to find your way. Like I had to record a video of me finding my way to my desk because I was get <laughs> lost, and it would find me a week later starving and really mad. <laughs> like it's mad when I'm angry. But as I walk into the building, like I go through uh, production where we have the big 3D printers, uh, the assembly lines, the designers, the firmware team, and just everything like marketing, sales, everybody is in the same building. So I get to see the product that I produce from, from start to finish to I take it home with me, install it at home and uh, which my husband doesn't like, use it for testing when I develop. So our lights are constantly <laughs> flickering as I'm turning things off and on. <laughs> so it's just, uh, it's, it's exhilarating to see something from, from, just, from just a drawing, from the people who are drawing it, being produced, using it yourself, and then creating the application that communicates with the various aspects of the product. Right. That is, so cool because otherwise yeah. like i found so many intranets so many websites so many services and api uh apis but this is like this is a full circle yeah yeah i mean so that, cool. that's really cool yeah it's it's such a rewarding process i bet to to see the work that you're putting in and really be able to see tangible results and physically see what you're building um yeah. and the fact that it's all happening under one roof i think is becoming more and more rare these days as, you know, people outsource and, and yeah. send things off. And so, um, that's probably so cool to just see every step, every step of the process. 
Um, and being able to talk to the people who've done the like uh, I've been trying to plan in like uh, to to spend the day with the various teams. Like I spent the day with the testing team, so I can understand how they test because we do yeah. a lot of testing. Since I mean we're working with physical devices, we need to do a lot of testing. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to sit with the firmware team because I've always wanted to learn that stuff. But I know I'm just I like what I'm doing now, so I'm not going to to switch to firmware, but just I want to understand what they're doing and how it works because we communicate with those parts a lot in our application and it's so cool to be able to do that like if I want to talk to somebody I just walk down the stairs and I knock on their door or yeah you know, <laughs> on the landscape but everybody is there so it's easy to get a hold of people and you get some face-to-face -face time which is also very very rare nowadays yeah that's so cool I love that yeah I I live way more in the I'm working for, you know, a database data management software company. It's all in the software world. So I don't, it sounds, it sounds like it would be really interesting to be in a space where like you see that mix of the hardware, the physical and the tech software coming together. Um, that sounds really interesting. Yeah. My, my husband has a manufacturing facility. They make skis. And so they've actually been slowly like very slowly integrating different sort of like smart technologies and and sensors and things definitely not as quickly as a lot of the big manufacturing type of facilities are but it's it's so cool now like what's available and what you can really do and and there it's almost anyway, like I want to wait I want to hear more about that what type of sensors I like to ski <laughs> cross-country I'm like the boring skier <laughs> the one who's had uh, an uh, ACL replacement so oh, great wow. what kind of sensors like because there's got to be a lot of opportunities there yeah I mean there's if if you look at like smart manufacturing um, there's so many different types of sensors that you can put in, for example, something that's measuring like the input and output and can give you smart recommendations for how to increase efficiency or just, or just like monitoring sensors, which is really important. Like they constantly have machinery that's breaking down. So there's things that you can connect to an app that'll tell you if something's overheating or if like it's getting close to needing mechanical service or something. <laughs> so there's, yeah. there's a lot of um, it, yeah, there's just, there's so many options. I think sometimes it almost seems like overwhelming because there's so much you can do. And so that's why they've been trying yeah. to do like very slow integration, like much slower than probably a lot more innovative, newer type companies. But, um, it's just cool to see, like, again, how that can come together with like the physical and the, and how technology can just make things so much easier now. <laughs> yeah. But you've got a good point there. Like there's, a lot of people like want to talk about speed that speed is important but that usually affects quality i think yeah. that's a really good bet to just pick a few things and just do them really well yeah it's like a lot of companies try to do a lot at once and then they get that google graveyard you know the, the graveyard <laughs> where all the failed projects go <laughs> I know and, yeah and that does I mean that that's really depressive uh for the people who spend time you know yeah those things like looking at you Windows phone and Microsoft band I miss you damn it <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah, I forgot to mention Microsoft band yeah see I told you like I jump on it. it's like I have a radar for stuff that's like this is temporary I'm gonna avoid <laughs> it <laughs> the, as you said the, you've gone the full circle <laughs> yep <laughs> so um 
just switching gears a little bit, one thing I'm really curious about is that you mentioned you wrote a comedic fiction about a software developer, which after talking to you for a little bit doesn't surprise me. <laughs> I can tell, you know, that you're funny and, and witty. And so that sounds really interesting. So I would love to hear more about that and sort of what that process was like of pulling together like your technical knowledge of being a developer, but with the creative side of writing, which is such a different skill set. Yeah, well, I, I was working at the startup uh, Construct, uh, also working together with my first boyfriend, then ex-boyfriend, and I was like getting so annoyed, like with the stuff he did. It was a product owner who wanted to be a programmer, and I was like, oh. you can <laughs> uh, so I would just like write down all the stupid stuff he did, <laughs> and then I just then I started writing down all the stupid stuff I did because turns out I have a lot as well. So I just started writing down all the funny stories because it just you end up in the most weird, absurd situations as a software developer. You'd never think it was such an interesting job and just quirky personalities, like very charismatic people, weird people, fun people. And I started writing down all the stories and things that happen in the news, like the, the big GitLab incident where they uh, <clears throat> unfortunately did a recursive delete on the wrong server with servers, which happened to be production. Oh. So uh, I started writing down stories like that, uh, which yeah. to me it's easy from outside. I'm like, haha, that's funny. <laughs> you know, I don't have my repos there. Uh, we do now though. <laughs> and they, they handled it really, really well. So I write down, wrote down all the stories and then I was like, oh, I got like a bookworm, uh, enough to write a book. So I decided to start writing a book. Oh, cool. And the idea of this uh, software developer, a consultant, because uh, that's sort of a painful job at times. <laughs> yeah. Um, that tries to avoid customer support. Um, the consultant, Leo, is being told that all developers have to help out with customer support, the dreaded customer contact support, <laughs> uh, which I probably just sort of, I, I'm just reflecting here because that's me trying to avoid customer support. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the architects don't have to. So, huh, what if I become an architect? What can possibly go wrong? And turns out a lot can right. go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what the book is about. And the sequel is coming out oh, in wow. a couple of months. And then the third book later this year. And I guess it's official now. Like, I think it was this Monday, the Korean translation came out. Oh, cool. That's so, so cool. I, I don't know why, but I always end up in these like really weird situations. My husband tell me, only you, only you end up meeting these weird people and weird situations. <laughs> Somebody wrote to me and I, I thought it was spam, but I usually reply to spam because I find it really fun to just see how they react. And they wanted like to uh, they inquired about uh, translation rights for Korean. And I was like, ah, oh, okay. you know, like out of all the languages, you know, yeah. like, how do you even find me? Uh, so I started talking to this guy and uh, contacted some authors who had published through the publishing company. And it turns out it was legit. Oh, which wow. I only realized when they actually paid me. <laughs> like, they're legit. Wow. I didn't know what I signed away. Maybe I signed away my kids. I have no idea. But I didn't get the money transfer. And it was not through bitcoins. So it was legit. <laughs> That's, I, spent, I spent the money on uh, on a narrator or a voice actor to make an audio version of the book. So like all the right. money I paid for the book, either I donated it uh, to uh, 
humanitarian organizations uh, helping out in Ukraine, uh, or I spent the money uh, reinvesting it in books. And I might have bought some new dresses, but yeah, I think you deserve that. That's fair. <laughs> so, what's the so, name yeah. of, what's the name of the series? Or uh, it's called uh, the unlikely success of a copy paste developer. Okay, it's it's a mouthful. Uh, the sequel is called the Great Merge and the Copy Paste Developer. <laughs> so, <laughs> I I didn't think it was going to be a series, so the, I guess the series name is like Copy Paste Developer. Yeah. Uh, two other books coming out this year oh. uh, also comedic fiction which is apparently the only thing I can write see I thought I was funny but I wasn't sure people tell me now that I, I can be funny at times my family <laughs> disagrees in particular my children uh, but it, it's nice to know that <laughs> I can make people laugh or That's cry so yeah I mean it's it's a very unique skill set to be able to to write and I mean writing a book is so different from writing an article or a white paper or yeah. something like you have to really find a way to have the reader engaged through a very long a lot of writing and and I think it takes um a very special skill set and dedication so that's really cool I just pulled this up and I'm definitely adding it to my reading list um and I see that there's an audiobook too which I love for driving for commuting so um I, yeah that's just such a good idea and like a good way because there is such a stigma around being a software developer and being in, yeah. in tech of like the per, you know, the person behind the awkward person behind the computer that doesn't have any personality or anything. And I think that that's, that stigma is long gone now, but it's still sort of funny. Like there's funny memes about it. And so this is a good way to sort of showcase like the overlap of being able to laugh at yourself and, and have that humility and like find the, the funny in like the bad situations. <laughs> Yeah, I think it, oddly enough like the whole thing like me writing down all the stories uh, it comes from I, I had to do a lot of like cognitive behavioral therapy for my ADHD so you have to you learn this like diary structure what happened uh, so what was the triggering event uh, what happened how did you feel right you sort of, like, analyze it and uh, it's really nice because when you've done it thousands of times it just happens automatically so basically i was just writing this stuff like triggering situation uh uh i'm going to call, call him tim tim was an idiot today <laughs> <laughs> and i was like okay i probably need more detail and i was like he was an idiot because this this happened and i felt like i was enraged and i started writing like like that and i always do it i still do it to this day <laughs> and it's a coping me mechanism and humor is definitely a great coping mechanism because laughing releases uh, endorphins and oxytocin like stuff that makes you feel good right uh, i think sort of rewriting annoying situations either in a comedic tone or just writing them as you feel them and then look back at them like two months later and just uh, cringe and hopefully laugh it, it it's great and it's helped me a lot to manage frustrating situations because there are a lot of frustrating situations <laughs> as a software developer i mean there are in all like any job will have some so, uh, some frustrating situations so i think it would be so fun if i could like read like a similar book about like different different jobs you know <laughs> right yeah, no, that that makes sense. I mean, clearly you've you've got a knack for it, so you might as well keep keep going. And 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 that kind of brings me into something else I'm curious about is 
how do you balance, you know, having two kids, the full-time job, writing a book, like probably I'm assuming that you still do a lot of fitness and, and whatever other hobbies you have. So do you have any sort of tips on how you, how you do all that? <laughs> Well, I, I have been like, take all my advice with a pinch of salt because I have been burned out once and uh, uh, had uh, two, three bouts of depression. Two of them related to pregnancy and birth. So we can scratch those, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's done and we're not having a third one. <laughs> snip, snip. Um, uh, so what was I saying? I was just, I always start off complaining and then I, come with some positive stuff that's fair uh, I, think, I think they call it like a shit sandwich like <laughs> positive negative positive yeah that makes sense uh, but what has helped a lot is i think in terms of like practical uh is i stopped scrolling on my phone okay <laughs> now everybody goes like ah oh, all right okay i can't do that uh it is possible so i replace scrolling on my phone with writing and reading which I still do on my phone. So I still get that screen time I crave. Right. <laughs> I am producing things and I, I, I read a lot, like a book a week or something, audiobooks uh, and commuting sure helps me get through books. Um, but what we've done at home, so we, we split uh, parenting and household tasks 50-50 at home. And my husband is, uh, he works as a product owner. <laughs> okay. Uh, and never work together uh, <laughs> he works as a product owner but his uh, really big passion is uh, music so he's got a band in a studio and uh, he studied uh, music production and so on so uh, he's passionate about that he's current he's currently now recording a new album so what we do is we have one day a week each where we have no responsibility uh, except for work Oh, cool. No cooking, no cleaning, uh, not putting the kids to bed. Like, even if you're at home, you are a ghost, you're invincible. Right. <laughs> and that is actually uh, fantastic. And it's amazing how much you can do in so little time. In particular, if you're a parent, you learn to be efficient. Give me 10 minutes and I'll clean the living room and I've done laundry, you know. You, you become really efficient because you don't have a lot of uh, spare time. I think just being able to have that day and it's always the same day. And now I stay, I stay at the office until late and I write at the office because uh, the kids are kind of loud and my husband is at the studio when he has his day. And sometimes if we can, we'll add another day a week. And this helps, it helps a lot. So booking yeah. things in, then yeah. you have to do it. We book it in I book it in it's a meeting in my calendar a meeting with well just me um, <laughs> but I show up <laughs> yeah and we we also push each other so if I go like oh I don't feel like writing today like no just go it's the same thing as I do with the gym I just have to go there I just have to go through the doors I just have to enter and hey I can just turn my heel and go back out but I went to the gym right uh, usually I stay behind and actually work out but just just showing up is half half the job so yeah. i think that's been what has been most helpful uh, for us but i i don't have a lot of like dead time like when when i was breastfeeding my kids in the middle of the night i would be reading uh, or writing uh walking hours on end uh trying to get my oldest to sleep uh walking like <laughs> with the stroller i would i would write a book with voice to text 
So finding good tools. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. It actually made me look forward to that two hour walk, which was the only <laughs> way to get him to sleep. That's how I wrote that book. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> so like what would I otherwise do? It's not like he wants to talk to me. Like he's trying to fall asleep as well. And he finds my voice soothing. Uh, I've decided I have not asked him, but I've just decided that my voice is soothing to him so I can just keep blabbering into my phone and he appreciates it but now that I think about it maybe that's why it took two hours to get him to sleep maybe if I just shut up he would fall asleep in five minutes <laughs> you never know it could be either <laughs> no, I can't undo it now right <laughs> yeah that's so and you live and learn yeah exactly yeah. well the, I mean those are some really great tips though like scheduling time and just making buckets because a lot of people think they're so good at multitasking and they're not and it's better to just allocate like 30 minutes towards one thing than four hours towards four things and um so I really like that idea of like having that balance with your family and, and scheduling out different time and having those expectations um yeah. I mean I so many like married couples joke about how every single night they look at each other like what do you want to do for dinner? Well, are you cooking? Are you cooking? And like, there's always just this question of what's happening and it's kind of better to just set those expectations and like have the scheduled time and have it figured out. So yeah, I'm really looking good. forward to that one day, that one morning when we wake up and we do not ask each other, how was your night? <laughs> <laughs> so we take like, I take the, the oldest and he takes the youngest um they both still wake up during the night but okay. I'm really looking forward to not having those conversations like yeah planning dinner like oh he doesn't eat that no he doesn't eat that no he doesn't eat that yeah uh, we do we do a lot of planning we have a financial meeting you can tell he's a product owner because he likes booking meetings like, yeah it's like <laughs> meetings he's like oh it's his love language actually <laughs> I want to fill up his love language I'll just book a meeting like, <laughs> that's perfect so we have a financial meeting every month we make sure that we pay their bills because I pay some he pays some it's just because some of the bills I can uh, uh, I put, uh, pay through my company like internet and stuff like that right but we have like like a joint uh, uh, economy Right. So we have that because then every month and he'll ask me, oh, did you sort out this? And I ask him, did you sort out that? And then we've automated as much as possible in terms of paying bills. We have a robotic uh, grass clipper. No, what is it called? <laughs> oh, uh, lawnmower? Lawnmower. Robotic <laughs> grass clipper. <laughs> I, <laughs> I didn't know that there were automate. I didn't know there were automatic ones. That's so cool. We need that. <laughs> That's what they're called in Swedish, Gräsklipper. <laughs> I, I do have an editor and a proofreader. So whatever I say, that's not how I write. <laughs> no worries. Gräsklipper is a great alternative to a it is. lawnmower. It, it is. is. It makes more oh, sense. I mean, this is a new thing. I'll add it to Urban Dictionary. And hang your we have a rob <laughs> vacuum cleaner yeah a dust sucker no just kidding <laughs> we have a robotic uh, vacuum cleaner it's on a schedule and yeah. I, like, I take the kids to kindergarten I start it and when I get home it's done then I mop the floors and just everything like the power of habits yeah that's that's the only way you can get household work done and while I'm saying this like I will not turn the camera because I shut all the laundry which is like a month worth of 
laundry is shoved into a corner. I will not show, <laughs> I will not show you that. So, you know, something's got to give. Our life is not perfect. Our fridge is empty and the kids ate meatballs three days in a row. Uh, but we're happy. Mommy yeah. and dad is happy. Like That's all that matters. Yeah. And we have a grass clipper. <laughs> <laughs> you've got a good grass clipper a good yeah. work-life balance that's all that matters <laughs> well this has been so fun chatting I know we're kind of coming up on time here um and I didn't even get around to half of my questions so maybe we'll have to have a follow-up sometime because this has been really interesting um and fun chatting with you Iris thank you so much for taking the time because I know you're busy um I'll be sure to put in the show notes, if anyone's listening, wants to connect on Twitter and also the link to the book, which I am going to be listening to on Audible (laughs) and I'm excited. Um, And yeah, I I really appreciate connecting with you. It's always so fun to hear different people's stories. And, um, you know, there's always, I think each person I talk to has like some takeaways that people listening will be like, I really needed to hear that today. So it, it's fun. I, I love doing these. <laughs> yeah, I've got grass clipper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the takeaway. That's, that's the takeaway. <laughs> you never hey, know. <laughs> thanks for having me on. I, I love talking about myself. It's not, <laughs> because it's a topic I know really well. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to study. I'm an expert at myself. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> the joke aside, uh, thank you. Uh, I always love talking about my my passion for programming because I, I hope it rubs off uh, on other people. Of course. Well, thank you so much and looking forward to keeping in touch. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Select Star, your resource for innovative technology and developer topics. You can find our episodes in all the usual places, Spotify, Apple, Google, RSS, and YouTube. Don't forget to rate, comment, subscribe, and share. You can learn more about HarperDB at harperdb.io.